You're listening to Sage Spirituality, reaching back, leaning in, and seeking out a deeper experience with God, with your host, Joel Marvin. Welcome to Sage Spirituality. I'm your host, Joel Marbot, and it is so incredible to be with you. I'm not sure when you're listening to this. I know that a lot of you uh, will hold on to your podcasts and archive them and listen to them down the road. But for those of you that are staying right on track and maybe listening to it right here during this last week of Advent, I just want to take a moment and tell you Merry Christmas from Sage Spirituality. We're so glad that you're part of our community We're so incredibly blessed that you come to the table with us and you continue to uh, reach back and lean in and you continue to pursue your growth uh, as much as possible. And for us here at Sage Spirituality, it's an incredible blessing. And I just want to take that opportunity and tell you how incredibly blessed we are to have you as part of our community. Now, I also want to take a moment and ask you to do me a huge favor. Share this. Share this uh, podcast on your Facebook page. Share it on Twitter. Maybe even share it um, to uh, on, a, on a text or just send someone a letter. The other day I was in a church and uh, a pastor told me, he says, uh, man, I have three new listeners in my congregation that I've brought to the table with Sage Spirituality. And just uh, last week, I had the exact same uh, uh, situation where someone uh, told me, they said, hey, we've jumped on board with you and uh, we're pulling people on board into the community of Sage Spirituality. I want uh, to tell you, we depend on those referrals. We depend on you helping us grow. The other thing you can do is you can like Sage Spirituality. You can rate us. You can write a review. Uh, and that helps us become more visible. Every time you write a review, every time you rate us on whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify or you're listening to us on iTunes, It doesn't matter what that platform is. We just depend on those, and it helps us become more visible. And uh, and you know what? Lastly, subscribe. Become one of our hundreds and hundreds of subscribers who are faithful to Sage Spirituality, and you help us. Now, uh, today, I'm going to just take you on a devotional journey. And uh, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, this is the first time I've done this in Sage Spirituality. But what I'm going to do is uh, maybe give you a, a taste of what 2021 is going to be like. Like I told you just at the beginning of December, uh, our last podcast, we're going to aim for consistency all throughout 2021. Throughout 2020, uh, we've been very faithful by the grace of God. It's, it, you guys have helped us. It's been a phenomenal ride but then all of a sudden we hit the COVID, we sped up in COVID because all of a sudden we weren't just doing a podcast every two weeks, we were doing a podcast every week, and now that we're kind of in a uh, in a little bit of a crazy season here, uh, we have not been getting our podcast out as frequently. But what I want to do is I want to uh, pivot just a little bit, we're still going to be Uh, delving into church history. We're still going to be talking every uh, podcast about the Word of God, 
but we're going to take a little bit more of a devotional tact, maybe something that you can listen to on your drive to work, something you can share with your friends at work. And uh, and also our goal is to go deeper in the Word of God. That's our ultimate goal is just to grow in our Christian life, to become who Christ has made us to be. Now, um, this podcast and this episode, I just want to share with you uh, what the Lord spoke to me just this morning out of the final three chapters of the book of Luke. You know, that's an incredible place. 2020, my wife, Leah, and myself, we've read the Gospels through. This is our 12th reading on all four Gospels, and it has absolutely, positively been a spectacular year of devotional reading. If you've never taken that challenge of reading the Gospels through uh, month after month, it is absolutely amazing. After a year's time, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what is really taking place in the gospel. Something pretty amazing that month after month you can look at the same stories over and over and they don't get old. They don't get repetitive. They get more beautiful and more revealing about the heart of God. Because see, when we look at the life of Christ, what we're seeing is we're seeing the Trinity revealed. We're seeing God, the creator, God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. We're seeing our heavenly father. We're seeing the work of the Holy Spirit revealed in the life of Christ when he walked here on earth. And it is such an incredible opportunity that I believe that every Christian, at least once in their life, no, I'm going to do it again, but at least once in your life that you would commit for one year to read through the four Gospels every month for a year. You know, every day it takes us anywhere from 12 minutes to 20 minutes to read all of the verses and chapters together. Some days we read two chapters, some days we read three or four chapters, and uh, it's just uh, chronological. You start in Matthew, you go into Mark, you hit Luke, and then you end up with John, and every month you're on the same rhythm But what's amazing is after this entire year, I feel like I'm only beginning to see the depth of the Gospels and this incredible testimony that's been left for us. And right here in Luke, chapter 20, 23, and 24, is probably some of my favorite portions of Scripture that I've found in the Gospels. And particularly, I'm going to go in order, and I just want to talk to you very quickly about four different areas here that we that were that, that just seem so applicable to where we are right now at the end of 2020. We begin with Jesus talking to his disciples and telling them to go into Jerusalem to prepare for the Passover. And what I love in in chapter 22. In the beginning of the chapter, he tells his disciples, they said, where are we going to do Passover? And Jesus gives them such detailed uh, orders. He says, go into the city. You're going to find a man. He's carrying a pot of water. Ask that man if we can use his room and tell him the, the Lord has need of it. And he'll let you have the room and you guys make the preparations. And, you know, particularly 
it just, I mean, it's just so detailed. It's like God saying, drive down the road, find a guy with a red shoe on, and and pull that guy into your car, and he's going to tell you uh, exactly uh, a place where you can uh, start worshiping the Lord. And it almost sounds absurd and ludicrous to us. But I want you to hear what Luke pointed out. He said, And they went and found, as he had said, unto them, and they made ready the Passover. When they went into the city, they found everything exactly the way he had said it. It was nothing uh, surprise. It, you know, in the, in, and today, during my devotion time, I just felt like uh, that it was so important to remind myself that God has a plan. God has a God has people and God has places that we don't even know about that he's preparing for us. And I know a lot of times when we have noise and we have a lot of things moving in our life, we forget that. But I want to remind you right now, during these ending days of 2020, I want to remind you that God has a plan. God's not sitting in heaven wringing his hands and worried about what's going to take place. And you know, he is preparing a people and he's preparing a place even before we know it. He's setting things in order to be able to achieve the plan that he's working out. Now, the second observation in that same chapter is uh, there was a little bit of pushback from Jesus and he was starting to give his disciples some of their last maybe some of the last indications of what they needed to do before, uh, after his crucifixion and how they needed to get prepared and everything that was taking place. And there was a lot of confusion. There was a ton of confusion going on. And, uh, and Jesus, he looked at his disciples and he reminded them. He says uh, in, in verse 35 of Luke 22, he says, and when I sent you without purse, script and without shoes lacked you anything and the bible says his disciples responded we lacked nothing jesus just wanted to remind them of the times he had already been faithful to them the small challenges that they had gone through and you know if this morning when i was reading this i was thinking about some friends of mine that have gone through really challenging times some of you that are listening, you've lost loved ones, you've lost uh, jobs, maybe you've lost uh, your hope. And I feel like uh, right at this time of the year that it's a good time to just pause and just remind you that God's been faithful. God's been faithful. <laughs> God has been faithful. And uh, I love the reminder from Eric little the he was a olympic runner um they made a movie about him several years ago it was called uh chariots of fire and uh and he was just uh he was absolutely just a just a you know like a world class hero amazing world class hero he made the decision to become a missionary after he won an olympic medal he moved to china uh, when he was in china he um, you know, there was incredible sickness, incredible challenges that he had to face. Uh, then he also had to pack up his entire family because World War II 
was starting to brew. And, you know, most people may not even know this, but the, the war between China and Japan started a long time before the Japanese invaded Pearl Harbor in 1941. And so in the mid-30s, uh, they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was going to be a war. And so uh, Eric uh, evacuated his entire family, and he stayed in China with his flock. And he was just pastoring uh, country churches. Here he is, world-class athlete. Here he is uh, when he left uh, England. He left like a rock star. People met him at the at the train station and saw him off. And it says that there were people queuing up outside the church to go in and hear him speak. And, uh, you know, he was just an inspiration to the entire country. And he decided to stay with his flock. And uh, during that time, the Japanese invaded China. And they ended up putting him into a POW camp. Uh, and when they put him into a POW camp, they mistreated him unbelievably because not only was he not Japanese, but he was British and uh, stood out from among all the others and uh, and was just unbelievably mistreated because he was a missionary. And, uh, you know, he said these words in the midst of his chaos and his craziness. He said, circumstances may appear to wreck our lives and God's plans, but God is not helpless among the ruins. And you know, I think it's very important for us as believers to remind ourselves of the times that God's been faithful in our past. We need to remind ourselves of the times in our past that we really didn't think we were going to make it through or we didn't think things uh, were going to be uh, working out to our benefit. And we need to remind ourselves of the times that God has shown himself faithful. And I can remind myself every day of the times God's been faithful. And here in this chapter in Luke 22, Jesus reminds his disciples. He says, look, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? And they said, the Lord, we lack nothing. I can just see him kind of smiling and nodding, saying, just remember that. We've been through this. You've, you've been through challenging times, and I've been with you all the way. Now, third observation out of those final three chapters of Luke, in Luke 24, 27, in the middle of the walk to Emmaus, I absolutely love this story, and I've spoken on it several times, and anyone that gets around me, I love to talk about Emmaus. I, you know, maybe the transfiguration, but Emmaus is one of the top two or three places that I would just want to be in the midst of that conversation and hearing Jesus open up Scripture to those disciples. And uh, right here, you know, we can only imagine that we have these two disciples that are just scratching their head. They've heard the testimony of the women that found Jesus when he, when he, when he was resurrected. They found the empty tomb. They heard the angel. They talked to the, to the disciples, but the disciples didn't buy it. They didn't believe it. And they all just walked away frustrated and they weren't sure really what was going on. And right here in Luke 24, 27, the word says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Jesus, you know, and, and this is what it pointed out. Even though there are times that we're left scratching our heads, God's working. Even when we don't understand it, most of the time we are missing the common thread. I mean, it's just the obvious of what God is doing is just below the surface and we can't see it. And uh, I just want to challenge you to open your Bible, not just to look for 
a verse to hang on to that's going to be a good uh, soul uh, warming verse, uh, you know, like Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But that you would look to the Word of God and you would see all of the times that God's been faithful throughout the ages. And you can see this common thread of what God's doing. And you can also hear today, I was listening to a podcast of another pastor uh, in New York City. And I'm going to tell you guys something. It was spot on, a testimony that absolutely resounded with my own spirit. Now, I, I, I love the fact that when we look at this, J.C. Ryle reminds us of something looking at this verse when we're talking about this common thread. And I, I want you to start reminding yourself of this. He said, Nothing whatever, whether great or small, can happen to a believer without God's ordering or permission. There is no such thing as chance, luck, or accident in the Christian's journey through this world. All is arranged and appointed by God, and all things are working together for the believer's good. Many times, we're just like those two disciples that were scratching their head. They couldn't understand it. Things were not going the way they had planned it. But most of the time, if we'll slow down, and Pastor Charles Stanley says this, he says, most of the time, the distance between our question and our answer is the same distance we have between our knees and the floor. If we'll just stop, we'll get on our knees and we'll cry out to God. And we'll genuinely cry out to God. We'll genuinely express our concerns and pour out our hearts to the Lord will walk away with consolation. We'll walk away with comfort. Now, we may not walk away with all the answers. These disciples, they did not walk away with all of the answers, but they walked away seeing clearer the reason why Jesus had to die and the reason why he resurrected. Now, the fourth observation out of Luke, and this is coming to a conclusion. In chapter 24, verse 46, Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. You know, in the midst of what we're going through right now, um, I just want to let you know, and this is what I wrote. I'm reading this directly from my journal this morning. Even loss and death have a role in his plan. Since he has overcome the grave, it can now serve his purpose. 2020 is a dark and question-filled time. Losses have appeared almost weekly as they creep closer to our door. Our own lives are shrouded with pain, death, and uncertainty. Yet I am encouraged to know that you are working a plan, using people in places I do not yet know, that are being prepared even now. I see your providence and your grace when I look back. 
you're not surprised by our current events and reality, but rather you have known all along. Lord, remind me today that even in death you are glorified and working. I know some of you have had death come straight up to your door during these past months. My family and I, we've had it knock at our door uh, due to several close friends to our family. And everyone is a challenge. Everyone is painful. Everyone's a true loss. But I want to tell you this. Don't you doubt that God's working His plan. Because the Bible says that He has the keys to death, to hell, and to the grave. And if God used Jesus' death... He can use these circumstances and these times for His glory. I can't always understand it. I don't know all the details. But I do know that He can glorify Himself during these times. Now, during these challenging times, I want to remind you, first of all, that we're praying for you. You're not alone. No matter how you feel, no matter how challenged and unbelievably painful this season seems like, you are not alone. You're part of a fellowship of saints, and you're loved, and you're appreciated. And you may not even know all the names of the people that are praying for you, but I can guarantee you this, there are people that are praying for you. Number two, I want to remind you that God is working a plan. He's not ignorant to what he's doing. He has a plan. Number three, if we'll take time to pray, I'll guarantee you he will give us some comfort in the midst of our suffering and the craziness to remind us of that plan. And finally, even if death has knocked at your door, even if you've had a time of unbelievable loss, I want to challenge you to remind yourself that Jesus holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And if Jesus could be glorified at the tomb, then you know what? Whatever loss has come into your life, God can be glorified through that loss. He can be glorified through it. And uh, I just want to take a moment and pray with you to conclude 2020 and to set an expectation for 2021. Lord, we thank you, and we're so incredibly grateful. And Lord, I pray right now that you would touch the life of every listener. Pray that their life would be filled with hope that you're working a plan and I also pray that the comfort of the Holy Spirit would just invade their life, strengthen them, and help them, Lord, in their journey. Help them to see your hand and to remind themselves of your faithfulness. And I pray right now, God, that 2021 would be a year of the greatest glory of your kingdom that we've ever seen in our generation pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much 
hit the subscribe button and uh, rate our program and help us become more visible. You're loved, you're appreciated, and I thank you so very much. God bless you, and we look forward to journeying with you here at Sage Spirituality.